0: Welcome to Moot, the podcast where mistakes are guaranteed and our point is moot. I'm your host, Jeremy, and I'm with Joe. Hello. And today we're going to talk about adulthood and when you reach adulthood and becoming an adult and other things that are related.
1: Yeah, I can't wait for my turn.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Well, it's... I think that adulthood is, it's a, it's a subject that's fascinated me, especially since like graduating college, because I've always wondered, Hey, when am I going to be an adult? And then one day I kind of woke up and thought, man, I think i vaulted over that a, a while ago, <laughs> but I,
1: I, like, I still, I still feel like I'm basically, I still basically feel like I'm i I'm a, a teenager, just like, just like mentally sometimes, you know what I mean? I, do. I, I don't feel, I do feel like I ever passed some kind of threshold that made me feel like, oh, yeah, I'm an adult. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I know I'm an adult. I know I, if I commit a crime, I will be tried as an adult. Right. But I don't feel like that's.
0: Well, I, I think so. I mean, you can also do other things as an adult. You can, you know, buy a weapon and buy alcohol
1: and you, you can know. buy a weapon. Well, yeah, so I can buy a weapon. I'm in Norway. <laughs> right. Oh no, um, no we, we, we got guns there, too. It's just, you know, they're only for hunting, not self-protection.
0: Sure. How, how long does it take to get a weapon in Norway?
1: Uh, ages. You have to do, like, a, a class, basically which gives you a license. It's like getting a car, basically, but, you know, smaller. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like the scene in Brooklyn Nine Nine when they go down, and he's like, "Hey, I need to buy a weapon," and they're fugitives. And so the guy behind the counter goes like, "Hey, you know what? I need to see some ID." And, and Jake goes, "Well, oh, uh, he makes up like some excuse," and the guy goes, "Ah, it's fine, whatever. Uh, you know, the the background check machine is down anyway." And he like winks at him, and he's yeah, like, Would you I "Like that. a bucket of bullets," and he hands him like a full bucket. <laughs>
1: I mean, do you actually buy bullets by buckets? Can you do that? I know you buy them in like little cardboard boxes mostly.
0: I think that joke was more of a riff on Florida than it was America in general.
1: Yeah, I would I would imagine that because they (laughs) they were in Florida, right? They were hiding in Florida.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're hiding in Florida. They left New York City because they did. They they got caught up. They were framed by the FBI, I think, in that arc. I don't really remember very well.
1: It was something, some some kind of mafia dude or something, but it feels very it felt kind of it felt kind of stupid. It felt kind of stupid to watch a police captain go into like witness protection. I, I, I well, I maybe they do that, but it, it, I would have thought like, wouldn't he just, wouldn't they just give him like bodyguards or something? And how can he just go back to well, he couldn't? I guess, but you know, like.
0: Well, the mafia, the mafia guy had contacts in the FBI or
1: something. Like they were. yeah, yeah that's true. It was a whole departed thing. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, but we're 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 veering off of uh, <laughs> way off topic. But anyway, yeah. like, it's, let's it's... let's give it a few minutes until we go off topic. <laughs> so adulthood. <laughs> adulthood yeah.
0: is being disciplined and staying on topic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah,
0: I think it's interesting because how old are you? Are you allowed to say that on the podcast? Do you care?
1: <laughs> uh, I I would be mortified if anyone knew my age. Oh. Uh, but if they guess, I'm fine because they always guess much, much younger.
0: How about this? You have the um, wisdom of a 55-year-old and the face of a 22-year-old.
1: Yeah. that's Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm 27. I will be 28 soon. When's your birthday taking it down yeah the 22nd of december that's that's my day
0: oh it's real close
1: yeah it's really close
0: i am 34 um uh, i think it's like a six six and a half no not six and a half six years
1: and like two months difference aren't you born in 88 86 oh yeah okay well then yeah that makes more sense mathematically <laughs> I was just the only way it makes sense. Why why was I questioning your age now? Why was I like you have to prove how old you are by doing math for me? But I looked at your birth certificate. It didn't say thirty. It didn't say nineteen. Yeah, yeah. Are you from? Are you really from Kenya? I don't know. I don't think you should be president.
0: Well, this podcast is for Americans only, you know. So
1: that's (laughs) true. That's true. (laughs) So I
0: don't know. I don't know what you're gonna do. You need to provide your birth certificate.
1: Yeah, I do. I do. I don't I don't even think I have a birth certificate. I have to visit the hospital and ask them if they keep it on record.
0: Oh, I need mine for things like getting a new car and
1: stuff. <laughs> we we have a different system in Norway. Uh we have uh something uh that's basically like uh your national ID code. So, your identification code, like the first half of the code is your birth date. And the other half is a sequence of numbers that are just like given to you. And you need these numbers. You need this number if you wanna apply for a job, if you wanna get an apartment, if you wanna so uh, like a social a security account. number? Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah.
0: Okay. I mean we have social security numbers too, but since in a lot of cases, depending on what you're doing, you need like two forms of ID.
1: So Yeah. Cause I know in England they don't they don't use the system. Because when I lived there, I was like people thought it was alien to see those numbers on my bank <laughs> they also thought it was alien to see a picture of me on my bank card because they they have a separate id in norway um your bank card uh, doubles as official id so you don't you don't need to bring like a driver's license with you or anything like that because not everyone have that
0: oh well, that's really weird how do you stop people from like copying down the account numbers you know like, uh, not a picture that's sounds- well, yeah
1: yeah, that's the thing, right? You got you have a picture of you on the card, right?
0: Right. Well, yeah, but I mean, if, if what about like if you want to buy something online, can't they just use your bank information to?
1: They can, but the thing is, with like at least with my bank, DNB, uh, it's it doesn't really matter if they have my card. I mean, they could probably buy shit in the store because they could tap it, you know, instead of typing in the pin code. Yeah. But if you want to buy something online, uh. I'll get a message on my phone that I have to approve of, and then type in my pin code, uh, or the transaction will go through.
0: Okay. All yeah, because
1: right. that's like a security thing for the bank.
0: That is that is very adult security.
1: It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty good. <laughs> I I like it. It can be annoying if you're like just like trying to, you know, uh, you know, re- resubscribe to Xbox Live or Spotify or something like that with a new sure. card, and then you have to find. Well, actually, I just said then you have to find your phone. You always have your phone on you. Uh, The other, the old, like uh, (laughs) the old uh, chips that created, like, uh, chips. The old thing is, they look like little boring Tamagotchis. Uh, They create numbers. those, But now it's, I I got mobile banking instead, so it's better. Safer and it's easier to find.
0: I do mine on my computer. I I don't put my banking on my phone.
1: Oh uh, no, but it's it's okay cuz you need to have the pin code as well, it.
0: I use my phone for like 0. 0.75 things.
1: Point like,
0: 0.7 Yeah, I don't I don't even use, use it, it for
1: nothing. <laughs>
0: I use it for basically nothing. I I don't really call people on it unless it's work related. And even then I encourage people to Zoom or email me. And I don't really text a whole lot. I like I I talk to people on Discord. <laughs> and <laughs>
1: sometimes but that's the thing your phone can also have discord on it bro you can it have discord have on your phone space. you can have messenger on your phone i know you don't use messenger but you know you should it's it's it's
0: convenient <laughs> i use it for I use it for the camera that's about it
1: i take pictures with it well that's then you might as well just get a proper camera
0: i, I have one and i use that just about as much
1: <laughs> i kind of like the way you live
0: <laughs> like borderline Amish except for all the massive amounts of internet use
1: <laughs> it's like living in the 90s but with fiber <laughs> well I've always kind
0: of felt that phones were intrusive and people it, it makes people feel entitled to your time like it, it'll it kind of annoys me a little bit when I get a text and then like 90 minutes later there's a follow-up text that says hey did you get my message It's like no, my phone has been sitting on the table all day and I've been ignoring it. <laughs>
1: you are it's... so stuck up. <laughs> I, well, yeah. Okay, no, so no, I, am. I'm,
0: I will admit I am. Um, that's true. That's because I
1: thought it was funny, but I don't actually believe it. I actually think you're completely right. People are feeling really entitled to your time. And it is actually... You know, you get anxious when you leave your phone at home and just go for a walk. But it's also unbelievably freeing. Yeah, And actually, yeah. I actually think society as a whole could learn a lot from just living like you do. I think that, I think we would all be less stressed out.
0: I get anxious when I bring my phone on walks. I'd prefer to leave it home because when I bring it on walks, now I feel like it's with me and like I have to. I
1: don't even know why I have a cell phone. You should just have like a house phone.
0: Because <laughs> it's actually more expensive to have a house phone. Like landlines are more expensive. And oh, her- that's
1: stupid because I like those. You remember I, when you were a kid, and you would like you would have to ask someone's mom if your friend was home?
0: <laughs> yeah, I saved up. I used some of my birthday money one year to buy a longer cord because my bedroom was right next to the kitchen, which is where a phone was. but the phone cord was only like a foot and a half long, so if you wanted to talk, you had to like stand there and When I hit fourth and fifth grade, I started spending a lot of time talking to friends, so I bought this. Like twenty foot cords, so it like could go on. I could tape it to the floor, bring it under my door, and just talk to friends in my bedroom for hours.
1: <laughs> That's pretty industrious. <laughs>
0: well, so, I mean, there was still was was no real sense of privacy because our walls were thin. You could hear whatever you know, but it was better. And I yeah, didn't... I
1: mean, privacy is is just as much an emotional need as there is an actual need. I think so. I think it's most. I don't need my privacy for practical reasons. I like you know that whole thing people say like, well if you got nothing to hide you shouldn't hide right? <laughs> yeah. You know it's like, yeah I got nothing to hide. You, it, it, the FBI could be watching everything I do. I feel perfectly safe. I am not doing anything shady. But I would be creeped out by being watched that much. is an emotional need.
0: Right. That's besides the point. Like if it doesn't yeah. matter if you're cooking meth in your bedroom or not, a teenager needs a bedroom door and a place to hide in. Like. It's and a teenager think,
1: especially needs a bedroom door because you know they got to crust up those socks. Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean that's true. Like that's legit, That's a legitimate need. But
1: when we're speaking about adulthood, you know.
0: Well, I think I think that's a stepping stone to adulthood. I think when you first start uh, becoming independent, like that show of independence, whether or not it's related to your peers or just trying to find yourself. <laughs> yeah exactly or jerking off like there's there's moving away from childhood and becoming an adult has a lot to do with finding like a day-to-day functionality that defines yourself you know i'm i'm like my mother in certain ways but i have also distanced myself from some of her behaviors and created my own persona you know
1: yeah, because that's the whole part about, like, you know, genealogy. You want to be sim- like you, – you're going to be similar to, like, your line, but you want to be new and improved.
0: Yeah, and th- there's – so I, I want to ask you something because I thought about this a lot in the sense that um, of having kids. Like, I had kids right out of college, and it was not something I thought I would do, Um was yeah,
1: did, you feel like, uh, did you feel like you
0: became kids? um kid's? No. Well, see, that's the thing, is the first year. So when, when I first found out that Sarah was pregnant, I thought, uh, well, the first day I found out was a totally different story. I was just like, okay. <laughs> I just said, okay, well, I'm not, you know, I just did the, the first, like, reassurances. Like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to, like, uh, but, you know, then I asked her if she wanted to have the baby, and she said, yeah. And then I walked around Walmart for two hours, just kind of spaced out and thinking about it. But after that point, up to the birth, it, nothing felt different. I mean, even when, you know, about month six, Sarah moved in with me. Um, I, was, I was still living at my mom's house at the time. Um, so she moved in with me and my mom was very gracious and she kind of finished redoing the upstairs of her house since we moved up there and we had like, you know, a bedroom and a bathroom. So she could have space, which was nice. Uh, and I was working full time. Um, but even then it just felt like my girlfriend moved in with me, you know, even though she was starting to show um, yeah. month nine, we we had like the baby bag ready and like we had been going to the hospital to do like classes and whatever, still didn't feel real. And when Evelyn was born, like the minute she would like the, the second that I like held her, I cried, it was very emotional, but I still didn't feel like I felt like a t- a teen dad. <laughs> you know, I didn't feel like an adult. Yeah, dad. I felt like you, one of those high like school
1: those, uh, those people you see on like the you know the documentaries.
0: Yeah, or or, or like Maury, or something. Like, yeah, should yeah. On... <laughs> should be on a talk mm-hmm. show, and it teen felt moms. like that. that
1: Teen Moms?
0: Right. Yeah, and I it felt like that, even though I was twenty two. I had my degree, two degrees, I was working um, and in fact, that was just when I had gotten my uh, job at Sherwin-Williams, so I was doing uh, commercial industrial chemistry, it was like a career job, but I still felt like I was kind of faking it and way out of my element and I didn't feel like an adult for years it wasn't until I had my second kid when Paul was born. I think that that's when it started to set in. I was like, Oh, you know what? I'm an adult. And I think what did it even more than having kids was when Sarah and I went back to Marietta college several years after we graduated, we went back to visit to see the theater program um, to, to, to visit and do some things there. But seeing like 19 through like 21 year olds, they looked so young And it was like that day that it hit me. I was like, oh man, okay, yeah, I think I'm an adult now. Because (laughs) I still, I'd been graduated for, I I had graduated about four, four to five years before that. But that whole time, I still kind of equated myself with that age range. And it wasn't until I came back and I saw them doing and thinking college things and behaving like college kids that I was like, oh wait, okay, that is definitely not me anymore. I must be an adult then. I think
1: that's fascinating. What did you want to ask me by the way? I'm sorry for interrupting.
0: Oh no. You know what? I just wound up going on a tangent. And so my question got buried. My question is like, how do you do things that are different now than you did? Cause having kids forced me to immediately change my lifestyle in like every conceivable way. So <laughs> do you do things different now than you did? Like 18
1: to 21 in that area is your your
0: life drastically different do you hang out with different people or because i feel like with without that if it's more of a gradual progression it must take a lot longer to feel like an adult
1: the thing is I, i can't really say that i do uh but i i know that i think very differently that is something I noticed, I think, a lot differently than I did as a teenager. Yeah. How yeah, so? I, I'm just, I, I'm happy with it, though. I'm happy with it. I feel like I'm, uh, it's much easier for me to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like, you know, Hanlon's razor and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's way easier for me to kind of get along with people as I've grown a little older. Because
0: your voice is cutting way out. You're, uh, we're losing you.
1: Oh, I'm going.
0: Yeah, you're real robotic.
1: okay What was the last thing I said?
0: You said you had said it was easier for people to, for for you to give people the benefit of the doubt.
1: Yeah, razor, all of that, right? It's it, uh, it's it's just easier to.
0: Oh, man, we lost you completely.
1: Hello? Hello? I disconnected. Okay. <laughs> what, did, what did you lose now? What, 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 what was the last thing you heard me say?
0: Um, The same exact thing. Everything that you said after. Oh, for
1: fuck's sake. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it, it's easier... To give the people the benefit of the doubt, and it's easier to understand that not everything is black and white. Seeing shades of gray has become a lot easier with age. Um, yeah, it's uh, everything is not so it's it's not as clean cut and simple. The world is more complicated, and like I don't know. Yes.
0: I think that's true, and, and one way I've noticed it is, is politics. Because when I was yeah. younger, um, I didn't, I I had a pr- a decent, an okay, an o- an okay grasp of overall politics, like the landscape of it, and what the party stood for, and that that sort of stuff. But
1: yeah.
0: I didn't have the, I didn't, I, I hadn't spent enough time actually looking into politics and looking into the political landscape of the United States or breaking it down into individual regions like what the the politics of people that live in Kansas are very different than the people that live in Louisiana even if they're both considered you know quote unquote red states you know they care about different things and so i think uh it took time before i was able to grasp that stuff intellectually to the point where I could talk about it. And I think when you're younger, you're filled with all these emotions and you want to be something and and
1: um, you want, you want to prove yourself. Everything looks simple and you also want to get right into the fight.
0: Right? Both of those are true. Yes. It looks simple when and you you're want
1: younger to fight. you're basically just a very good soldier in general. And I think okay. there might be some there might be some genetic stuff there because young people are easy to engage. They're simple. They're easy to direct. Yeah. You know,
0: and, and it's easy to convince them because you can show them a couple of sides of things and they're already kind of listening to you. And it's like, well, I haven't even finished my, my thing. I still got 15 minutes of my lecture of my <laughs> you know, rant to go.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think that's true. And, and I think that now, you know, one of the reasons that I, I've always wanted to have, you know, some some, some uh, people that are on the right side of the spectrum on our podcast is, I, I want to talk with them about it and just talk about the emotions of it.
1: Because the thing is, people who disagree with us aren't bad people. You know, my, 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 I think we probably would agree with many people just in general about what life is like. Oh, absolutely. And we just have these small things to disagree on. And we blow them way to, way out of proportion, and we basically become like to each other, even though we are fucking the same I know?
0: think i I've heard people describe at least united states politics and and actually British politics too, which is that it's not really about right or left it's much more about ur- urban and rural that yeah the City rural versus
1: the country mouse
0: yeah the the urban experience is much different than the rural experience like when when I first moved in to my house here in Cleveland or in Parma, uh, same thing, basically, well, not downtown Cleveland, but point is when I left Garrettsville, you know, I went to college and then I came here and I was so used to living in, in a rural setting that like, I was kind of scared of my neighborhood, like lock the doors every night and the windows, like it was just different and the noises freaked me out. And now that I've been desensitized to all those things and I've realized that a lot of the perceptions I had mm-hmm. of living in a densely packed city suburb were wrong. Um, it's, it's also interesting to hear people around me talk about, you know, people in the Midwest or in rural America and they, they'll say things and it's like, well, that's not true either, you know, <laughs> and it's <Yeah>. more perceptions <laughs> that are built up because you're walled off from them. And I think
1: everyone's living in a bubble. Even people who live in the big bubble that have like more diversity around them live in a bubble. Sure. People who live out in fucking gok are like all just, you know, inbred uneducated hicks, but they think everyone who lives in like a a dense area is like bloodthirsty Satan worshiping criminals.
0: Exactly. And that's, that's it. Like I remember before going to college, um, There's this guy who he's an ardent Trump supporter now. He's he's the, the dad of one of my friends and friend's dad, and he said, you know, don't let college ruin you. And he, I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, you're going to come back with marble mouth, and you're just going to marble mouth. Marble mouth is kind of a colloquial colloquial, colloquial term. Well, I just had it, uh, which basically means, you know, when you you go back, to, you go to college and your vocabulary increases, and you come back, and their perception of college education is more that it makes you obtuse and difficult to talk to, not that it increases your knowledge base or makes it gives you more critical thinking skills. That, uh,
1: okay, so they're basically, just trying to become difficult to talk to, right? Yeah, yeah, trying sure. to win the debate by being like a, like a, a verbal bitch, right?
0: Well, and I, yeah. I think that when you go, uh so I think I think that that difference between being like 20 or you know, being a teenager through like 20, 22, or whatever, at least that's when it kind of shed off for me somewhat, and someone in there around 30 is I don't even know if it's maturity. I mean it is maturity, but I think I think you're right. I think there is a genetic component that makes yeah. it easier to be more accepting and less willing to like raise the saber (laughs) yeah i don't know i don't i don't miss i miss having the energy of being like 20 but i don't miss who i was
1: (laughs) i have actually never ever experienced a dip in energy
0: well that i'm gonna do the generic thing and say that's probably because you haven't had kids
1: (laughs) yeah but you know what i've heard that that there might actually be something about that uh, I, I was, it was oh, some yeah, kind it of Joe Rogan. It was some kind of Joe Rogan years. clip I saw uh, like last year, and it was hilarious because Joe did not like it. <laughs> uh, because there was I don't remember who it was. It was some kind of person. Uh, uh, that was they. They definitely knew stuff about biology, and they were talking about testosterone, which you know is famously a sensitive spot for that guy. Uh, <laughs> and they said something about like. When you have kids, men's testosterone, like just there's uh, almost like a gene unlocks and your testosterone starts decreasing and dips. And that's basically to make you more stable as a parent, because the like the men who weren't stable like that, obviously, they they aren't, aren't aren't as successful genetically because the ones that became more stable were there to take care of their offspring and, you know, not kill them if they got annoyed. Um, which
0: you know jerry's still yeah. out on that one that might still happen Let's...
1: yeah i mean yeah i mean <laughs> genetics are basically like it's just like what most people might experience you know you, yeah. you still have the genes of neanderthals around still um, yeah, i can
0: see that that would that would make sense
1: and yeah and i thought it was hilarious because joe rogan did not like that <laughs> he was like freaking out over word like no 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 it doesn't affect your testosterone at all. my testosterone is super high like and i started comparing himself to people and it was uh yeah i mean you can tell that that guy he has a he has a small dick
0: he is so insecure and it's whenever he does that it's like dude man nobody cares you know it's more of a manly thing to be a good father than to like brag about how much testosterone. like do you measure your testosterone is there like well i'm at
1: and and the thing is what does he have to be insecure about like (laughs) he is fucking 50 years old and he has several kids right he gets to calm down. And even so, I would argue that he, like, just is still more macho than almost any other guy his age. Oh, yeah. Probably. He's probably more macho than most 20 year olds, for fuck's sake. Well, he, has, he also has time to work out. I mean, like his podcast. He, he does. He does. I'm. I'm not saying like he's genetically <laughs> fantastic about it. I mean, he definitely takes all sorts of supplements. The guy's talking nonstop about that shit. Yeah. But he's got no reason to be insecure, is what I'm saying. You know.
0: Well, maturity isn't a given thing, which is why I'm. I'm intrigued there's like genetics. If there's a genetic reason for people to calm down, and part of that's probably your brain changing. I mean, even. Even yeah. at, like, 20, you're not really supposed to smoke a lot of weed because um, the, either the gray matter, I think, isn't, like, settled or whatever. And so you, that can still be permanently altered. You know, by the time yeah, you're, really like, in your mid-20s, that's all, that's all done. But
1: I heard the um, Your testosterone peaks around 15 which is why, like, you're most likely to be unreasonable and aggressive, and kind of like that's that's where you're at the highest risk for like becoming basically a psycho, you know, like criminal or something. Yeah, uh, fifteen is peaks, and then it kind of just slowly dips down around twenty-seven, and then it stays stays si- stable until you either have kids or you reach like your mid forties. Fair enough and then it just starts going down gradually
0: i think the other the other side of having kids though dropping energy besides the, the chemicals is just that you're you're sleep deprived for the first 3 years of each kid and we had our kids back to back and evelyn was finally getting to a point where you know she wasn't napping um, although she kind of stopped napping early but but you know she was sleeping through the night she wasn't waking up crying so there were less constant needs where you're just like running 100% of the time and then Paul was born, nice. and so we reset the process. All oh over no! Again. And then,
1: <laughs> I mean, not no to Paul. Paul is awesome, but no to your sleep.
0: Well, that's that's the thing is is having kids. There's a lot of upsides to it, but the sleep is really a big one. You just don't sleep. I didn't sleep well,
1: and this is I've never sounds really kind slept. Kind of like well. an ad for nannies. <laughs> a good ad for having a nanny. <laughs> I wonder. Well, I wonder. Change. Do you think that? If you had like, if you were like a, like a a filthy rich person and you could just like buy like a full time like Mary Poppins, uh, do you think that that would have affected your energy or do you think you would like it is genetic, like it unlocks basically when you have kids? Um... I mean, it would definitely have an effect, right? Because of the sleep thing. But do you think you'd still calm down? If you had like a full-time nanny I and mean, the sleep thing wasn't an issue, do you think it's a sleep or do you think it's genetics?
0: Speaking not as a doctor, physiologist, medical expert, or psychologist of any
1: stretch or kind. We are so, not an expert at anything, by the way. Right, <laughs> having
0: no experience in... in, in crystal crystal clear.
1: <laughs> Everything but, we're saying is conjecture and hearsay. And I have heard this maybe once. Right. I read this on Reddit. <laughs> you know, Don't trust anything we say.
0: I read it on Reddit. No, I think uh, so. If you if you look at how therapy works, so therapy is it's behavioral modification by changing your habits and your the chemicals in your body will rise to your environment, your your behaviors, your, what you do, what you ingest. So to that end, I think it would. My guess would be it would if if there is a testosterone drop while you're taking care of kids. If you if you are if you have a nanny taking care of them, you have less exposure to your kids. You're getting better sleep. You're probably eating a lot better because if the nanny's not cooking something, you have more time to eat healthy stuff, and you're probably more wealthy, which means you have more money to buy better food, better quality food, and and healthier food.
1: Yeah, Um, if you can buy Mary Poppins, you can also buy Gordon Ramsay.
0: (laughs) Maybe. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm exaggerating. I I think. No, 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 no. I believe. I actually think that Gordon Ramsay serves 30 rich families. He just kind of flies around.
1: I can't imagine he does anything else. Why else would he be so pissed off? (laughs)
0: we're dealing with entirely rich people all day yeah like
1: yeah because i like a man with that kind of like fucking emotional uh, like (laughs) state that is not a man who's like his own boss right but i I think
0: there are a lot of variables that would change if you had the means and a extra help taking care of kids where you're not like having to do the diapers and all that which yeah i'm sure the smells of parenting also contribute to if there is a chemical change that happens because a man wouldn't know that he's given birth a woman would because her her body she would at least
1: doesn't know i mean like jesus <laughs> well, what i mean is <laughs> she just took she just took a big screaming dump and she's not really aware of what's going on
0: <laughs> what a man's body is what i mean is is the yeah, man and I, the, I, I i know i know
1: i know isn't aware
0: and so I think that being, I'm I'm sure the smells and the baby's cries and all of those things would be part of what would contribute to a drop in testosterone or chemical changes in the body. So less exposure to that would probably affect it. So I think having a nanny would probably slow that process or mitigate it some, yeah.
1: Speaking of uh, when before you had kids, what, what 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 was your reaction to hearing like babies crying? Did that change at all ever since you got kids? Oh, like absolutely,
0: thousand percent.
1: For me, there is literally no worse sound. <laughs> it's like I have so much sympathy for people who like throw their kids in the river, you know, like they drown them or something. When I hear a baby screaming, I'm not condoning that. Let's just make that clear. I unequivocally <laughs> am against killing your kids. But I can I, I can understand. The next understand. sign
0: on is gonna be baby killer Joe here.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get it is what I'm saying. I get the impulse. I don't share the imp I kinda a little bit. Uh, let's move on. <laughs>
0: okay. No I see what you're trying to do. I'm
1: digging a hole and I'm putting a hand grenade in the bottom of the hole. I, I I do not condone baby killing. That is my official stance. At least not often, not on Thursdays. Yeah, not yeah, uh, yeah, and Sundays is like you can go for a walk, uh. But yeah, like I, I get like fucking so irritated, and it, I cannot. There is no worse sound. Like people complain about seagulls a lot because we have a lot of seagulls in Bergen, and they say they don't like the sound. I actually like the sound of seagulls. I think it's very soothing. It's like a summery sound, <laughs> even even in the winter. And a lot of sound, they 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 are like irritating sometimes they're not like oh for fuck's sake you know I, I can't the only sound i can think of that is oh for fuck's sake is baby crying
0: so it definitely changed when when i had kids when so before i had a similar reaction i don't think it was that much of a big deal to me but it would annoy me if it's like in a restaurant or a movie theater it'd drive me nuts um Now, I just feel sympathy because I'm like, oh, that sucks. Like Sarah Sarah and I didn't really go anywhere. So we didn't really put ourselves in a lot of situations where our crying kids were interrupting other people. But I get why you would want to leave the house (laughs) occasionally. (laughs) And I just feel bad because it's like, well, that sucks because they're having a much worse time than I am. And then my second thought is usually, Oh good, it's not my kid, I don't have to worry about it. They can clean up after their child. Like <laughs> those are the two thoughts I have in order is sucks for them, I feel bad for them, I hope they're okay. Like, not that the baby is like sick or, or dying or something, just like I just hope the parents are like, Wow, they're they're taking this in stride and they're all right. And the second thought is like I don't have to clean any diapers, so I'm pretty happy right now. And yeah, that's
1: that's happiness. What... Not having to clean other people's shit is happiness.
0: Yeah. And before I had kids, I was a lot less sympathetic for like how much noise a kid should make in public places. Cause I used to think, well, just get a handle on your kid and it's not that easy all the time. Uh,
1: I still think that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, up to a certain point, I'm actually a little more judgmental with older kids. So if they're about five or older and they're they're throwing tantrums and, and the parents aren't aren't like disciplining them or
1: oh god, yeah, the, the tantrums giving
0: are in. The worst. I am way more judgmental about that because that at that point you should have control, some measure of control. And I get that every kid's yeah. different, and I get that my kids might have been, you know, easier or something. But because I don't,
1: I don't, give, like, don't 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 no 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 no. If you have like a, a five-year-old who's acting like a shithead, it's because you made a mistake.
0: Right. <laughs> well, that and that's how I feel, and yeah. I feel more strongly about that. But when with younger kids. I give most parents a pass. It's like, yeah, okay, that's, I'm sorry. And you must feel embarrassed and you must feel like everybody's watching you. And like, so that's how that's shifted, I think.
1: Yeah, the thing is, you can't really blame people for babies crying. No. Like you can hate the sound. You can wish they would take the baby away. But if they're on a bus, for instance, there's nothing they can really do.
0: Well, I used to okay. think, why don't you just hold it and make it stop, or why don't you do something to soothe the baby? And now I know you well, it, the only
1: way to make it stop is to pillow its head.
0: Right, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's not a, it's not a reasonable thing to expect of parents, yeah. just to be able to make them stop. That's like saying, yeah, don't be depressed. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't, yeah. <laughs> don't be, don't have a panic attack. Yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> stick, stick the morphine shot in the kid right now. Like they have like an EpiPen with them that is just sedatives.
0: Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, real quick. Um, I'm going to do a quick word from our sponsors. <laughs> have you ever wanted to make a website and you just never got around to it? Did you want that website to be difficult to use and hard to navigate? Introducing CircleSpace, the direction, the directionless web builder that doesn't have a point. CircleSpace, think outside the box.
1: <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> geometrical humor
0: <laughs> well hey you know what if, if if squarespace wants to come in and buy that advertising time they can uh but yeah. To, to yeah. everyone listening do not get squarespace get circle space instead until they start paying us
1: that's yeah actually you should boycott squarespace because they are for racism
0: right until at least until they support us
1: and they support us then they're you know they're in favor of uh, freedom
0: right if you if you were listening to this podcast, in fact, email Squarespace and say, Hey, you know what? If you don't want to support racism, support this podcast. And then yeah. drop us a line.
1: <laughs> support freedom, support kindness, support uh love and compassion. And just not happy. killing babies. Yeah, well that that really depends on the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's be real. Some babies are just assholes. Like <laughs> Uh, people talk about babies as if they're a blank slate the the personality is genetic too yeah they're like it, nurture is important but nature plays a big part
0: one one of the things that i really noticed with, with my kids was that you, their personalities even though babies can't really emote th- their personalities were evident by like two weeks two to four weeks in like evelyn That's- Oh yeah. Evelyn in in, in ways, like, you know, obviously they're not, they can't smile yet and, and whatever, but I re- I very distinctly remember Evelyn wasn't even a month old yet. And and I would be trying to get her to sleep and I'd be holding her and kind of patting her on the back and and she'd be almost there and she'd be exhausted. You know, she's been up for hours and hours and she's eaten and she's, she's thrown up and like the whole nine yards, I've already changed her diaper. And then she would notice she was falling asleep. Excuse me. She would notice she was falling asleep, and then scream herself back awake.
1: Yeah, babies do shit like that. Yeah. you know when they're screaming in public, and you can tell that they like they inhale a little bit and then scream hard for a moment. Yeah, thats that, that is that that is annoying.
0: <laughs> well, and she she hated naps, and she stopped napping at like a year and a half, two years old. Like she stopped really early, and Paul was the complete opposite. He. Would sleep very a lot, much easier. He was much more subdued. He just kind of sat and watched stuff. He was, he was, you know. And um, I would remember. You
1: say, would you say Paul is lazier than Evelyn? <laughs> oh yeah,
0: for sure. <laughs> <laughs> to, to the point, to the point where he uses his cleverness to be lazier about things. Like he, he's the one that will invent shortcuts, and Evelyn will do it by the book. And uh, <laughs> he's they they're They're both very clever, but the way they utilize it is is totally different uh, yeah.
1: and- you want Evelyn to be your accountant, but you want uh Paul to be like your the manager
0: no Paul would so, be no, a, good a, manager, a, good a good
1: accountant manager good what, what, what are you call it people who like producer i guess yeah, yeah. um i I don't know where cut shortcuts are useful uh, i hope paul I, see- I hope Paul finds out.
0: Paul, Paul would be a great engineer because because he's all he would be all about finding features that that shave cost <laughs> like you know here's here's a way to get rid of unload a whole bunch of unnecessary stuff um, and you I mean you with music you could tell that they listen to it differently like when Evelyn was I don't know somewhere in the six to 12 month range I would listen to music and she would like bounce to it and she would like move her hands and stuff to the music and Paul would just Listen, (laughs) you know he didn't have the the physicality to go with the the sound, and there he I think that she tends to be more creative than him, whereas he's much more of a problem solver. So
1: yeah, okay, so it's like that whole left side of the brain, right side of the brain thing. Yeah, I mean I know I know that was debunked, but you know I know what you mean
0: though. Yeah, yeah, whatever whatever inclinations they have are, are different. And yeah i don't know but you can you can tell very early and it's it's amazing how there's that butterfly effect is that as they get older those things that you notice from a very young age affect them more seriously and i'm interested to see how that does carry into adulthood because once they you know evelyn's almost a teenager she's going to be 10 in january and um
1: oh god are you scared
0: about that no and yes um
1: Come on, you get to be honest.
0: Well, I am being honest. I, I'm. Uh, I think. I think part of what makes it a little easier is that I, I transformed my entire work schedule. Like I went back to grad school and I, I started you know freelancing from home specifically so I could spend you know more time with the kids. I, I was away from them for too much. So I've gotten lucky in the sense that I've gotten to spend enormous amounts of time with them. So the thought of them, because I think part of for especially for a working adult, is that you feel like you're missing out on time with them? If you oh,
1: so like you'll you'll have a better relationship with them when they go into that uh, that difficult phase. So it'll be easier for you to it'll be easier for them to open up and talk to you and stuff like that.
0: I sure as hell hope so. I mean,
1: instead of just lashing out.
0: I mean, I've never had a teenager before, and I've heard it's pretty night and day, but I don't. Yeah. I'm Speaking more in terms of, I, 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 that's definitely a hope I have, is that, that we can, uh, no, I don't know, the teenager part doesn't scare me as much as just them being adults and not being able to return to this time, because I understand this is like an idyllic time of my life, and, uh, and I don't want that to change but i do want them to grow up i don't like want us all to become like vampires so we can live forever or whatever at this
1: point you allowed. are gonna you you're gonna be one of those uh one of those mothers that suffer from empty nest syndrome
0: oh 100 percent. yeah it's gonna be bad yeah, sure. I'm, I'm gonna be bothering all my friends and they're like oh well jeremy we, you know we waited to have our kids you're gonna have to do it you, you have to wait 10 years before we can play
1: with you ah <laughs> uh, no you can always play with me because i intend to not have kids good god <laughs> you
0: say that but so did i <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, you know, I'm smarter than you. <laughs> I don't doubt. I do no, no doubt. Than you, but I, 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 uh, I perhaps
0: know. less impulsive.
1: <laughs> yeah. I understand safe sex. I mean, I understood it just fine. I just, just didn't engage with it. <laughs> I mean. I no, mean, oh, okay. I'm being, I'm being, I'm being a douche now. I'm sorry.
0: No, no, it's fine. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I very distinctly remember being like, "Oh man, the condoms are like way over there. Should I? Nah, don't, don't bother.
1: They're <laughs> way over there, and it's like a baby's not that much of a bother.
0: Well, it's more like oh, I'll take the risk, and mm-hmm. my risk was calculated. And as Ty says, boy, am I bad at math.
1: Ugh. <laughs> 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 oh. Uh, no, no, but uh, yeah, I, 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 I about, when we go back to the topic of adulthood, oh, this, this, this is now adulthood really, slash parenting.
0: Is really yeah, that's better.
1: why I really don't want kids, is because I don't feel like an adult, and I, I feel like I lost out on so much of my childhood that I, I just want to. I don't feel like I, it's not. It's not even that. I don't think I would be a good parent. I'm pretty sure I would be a, at least a decent one. But I don't want to spend time giving someone else a childhood when I feel like I'm still catching up on my own.
0: No, you know what? That's that's actually the great part about it because my childhood was chaotic and violent and crazy. So I have the same thing. And you know what? It, that's That aspect of it has been better because...
1: Yeah, you're not going to sell me on this one.
0: That's fine. I, I don't have to. And,
1: and I'll tell you
0: the same no, thing. I'm joking. Everyone. I'm joking.
1: Please do tell your thing. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> it should be said that I'm not like one of those parents that's like, hey, you know what? You should have kids. It's great. Everybody says they don't want to be a parent, but that's just because you're not a parent yet. Like, no, there are bad parents. There I know
1: exactly them. why they say that, though. It's because misery loves company. Well, I'm not miserable. Maybe that's why I'm not saying it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because exactly. you're happy with, with your kids, because your kids are good kids. Uh, they're they're pretty awesome. You, you got you got you got one of those um, TV families, like the not not the reality TV families, but the you know scripted <laughs> TV families. Uh, you got uh, you got, got a happy that family. On TV. <laughs> and so you don't you don't feel the need to foist that on people. Yeah. people rarely feel the need to foist happiness on others you do feel the need to foist misery on others
0: mm. yeah I can see that now um, going back to the going back to the being like repeating childhood again it, it's actually kind of therapeutic and I, I don't want to say this because I, I want to be careful how I say this because it, it I don't want it to sound codependent because I'm not like reliant on my kids to be happy like I have a therapist for that
1: <laughs> like, you're but, on your the therapist to be happy
0: well i am really that's why i pay a therapist so <laughs> i mean i wouldn't pay them otherwise but uh no it, it, it's it's cool because you get to you know if you you're you're obviously there are times you have to be a parent and you have to discipline and you have to you know be the adult and tell them no and they, they're gonna hate you for it and that's fine but there's it's a great opportunity when you're playing with them and you're, you're teaching them and you're helping them learn. Those are times where you can just shed all the adultness and be a child again. Like one of the greatest things I was able to do was bust out a Lego collection that I built. I collected Legos growing up and a lot of them. And I had tons, like just, I have so many Legos, uh, totes, massive totes, like just totes filled with them. And and I had all the uh, instruction manuals and everything saved And we built them all and we have all these Legos from all these different settings. And we, it's just fun to play with Legos. And I can't really find other adults to sit around and play Legos with. And so it's really, and the kids appreciate it. So there is a big childhood aspect, getting really excited about holidays, you know, like waking up on Christmas morning and everybody's like all high energy and excited. Like that's fun. There's a lot of really good aspects to parenting that if you are looking to uh you know have the childhood that you didn't have you can give it to someone else that deserves it
1: you and... know what you just you, that was a really convincing argument that was a really convincing argument if there were these kids when you don't want to deal with them i i would i would become a parent i think yeah yeah like if you could just like pause them and <laughs> then you could go do something else and then a week later you're like oh, okay okay i miss them now Then you can like (laughs) freezer, defrost them, and get out the Legos.
0: (laughs) Well, that would be nice. Unfortunately, as you know, that's not how. It's uh, there's a lot of in between stuff. Like,
1: happen. I know people are gonna be like, oh, it's unethical." But uh, if they survive and there's no lasting damage, I'm I'm fine with that.
0: I'd be fine with freezing myself and and skipping the difficult parts like if i was just like well i need to go to work now never mind freeze you know i mean i yeah. wouldn't make any I think money i might
1: stop paying you though and, <laughs> so. i mean you then then you might as well just get the legos out and not go to work
0: or maybe i'll just freeze myself and send my kids to work
1: uh, i think you gotta live in like bangladesh to do that well, i guess i'm moving
0: to bangladesh i mean i, yeah. I wouldn't mind living next to a salt mine
1: that's the thing, though. That's the thing, though. How clever do those kids have to be, because they fucking build iPhones.
0: <laughs> well, someone tells them what to do. I don't think they really build. It yeah, stuff.
1: well, I mean, if someone told me what to do, I'm still not sure I could build an iPhone. <laughs> huh?
0: Isn't it just like Legos, though? Like you just put the pieces together and screw them in, and you know. Maybe
1: it is, but who makes the pieces? Are those other kids? I don't know. Because yeah. I mean, the, if it's like some uh, adult tech head guy who makes all the pieces. Why isn't he just slapping the pieces together right then and there? Why is he sending all the pieces to Bangladesh for that?
0: I'm assuming well, because because paying people to assemble phones can't is it is a really easy job to do and and you don't want to pay someone twenty bucks an hour. I mean companies don't. I think you know you should pay someone a living wage to do any work. But I think uh, I would imagine Again, no knowledge of the supply of the iPhone supply chain. I would imagine that those things have to be made in factories by adults or at least teenagers. Being
1: Those kids got to be smart, though, because like, even if it's just like assembling a phone, because I I get that, that might as well just be Legos, right? But they also make shirts and shoes and stuff and that you like stitching. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't condone that they have to do that, but I do think it's impressive that they can.
0: Well, I, that, that that whole like capability intelligence thing, I think goes back to adulthood pretty well because, as a teenager, Those and actually kids... I saw this with younger associates. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. So, as a teenager, I remember working or. Yeah, I started my first job was at Kmart, and then I worked at Subway in my senior year of high school, Um, and I remember just feeling generally unappreciated by adults, like, why aren't they listening to me, I have ideas, I have thoughts, and and I, you know, adults would say, oh, you're so smart, but then they would ignore you when you had ideas, that sort of thing, and (coughs) I... I think that what's think, difficult for a teenager. To
1: say you... that kids are smart. They don't actually mean that you have ideas that can contribute. They just mean like, oh, my dog is really smart. He can open the fridge. You know.
0: Well, and that's that's the thing is is that that's kind of what I'm getting at is that uh, when you when you have some perspective, and you can look back at being a teenager and you think, wow, I I had those ideas, but they were so misguided for various reasons because I wasn't taking enough variables into account or because I didn't have the emotional maturity to understand what I was saying and how those ideas might affect other people. Mm -hmm. And and I think that is another part of, of going back to what you said about being able to entertain more ideas or more complicated, scenarios um, that you i think it's easy to forget that kids are brilliant but i think it's also difficult for kids and or and teenagers to understand how to apply that brilliance
1: i think that's why old people tend to be generals and young people tend to be soldiers yeah
0: (laughs) for sure (laughs) absolutely (laughs) well and and the the amount of time you need to spend learning all the various aspects of the military wouldn't be achievable in a teenager's lifetime. Because most of those people are like 20, 30 years of experience.
1: I wasn't really thinking uh, military. I was more speaking symbolically. Like you usually have like uh, old people in charge of stuff. Like, you know, it can be a store. You know, the manager is usually older than the workers. Like the more responsibility you have, you usually are older. Unless you're like a wunderkind or you're like like an old failure okay that was a little harsh failure you know what i mean like if you're i know what you
0: mean
1: yeah no be harsh it's okay we can people know what i mean if they don't know what i mean then you know that's uh that's want to send
0: us angry letters we'll read them out and we'll laugh at you that's that's yeah
1: i will spit on the letters (laughs) we don't care about angry letters i will cry though i will cry though words hurt
0: (laughs) but we won't tell you that we cried let's
1: no no i'll you know I'll, i'll spit on the letter and then i'll wipe my tears right afterwards let me ask know you know what they say. Sticks and stones can break my bones, but words may scar me.
0: <laughs> for a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let, let me ask you this. Do you think that the increase, the acceleration of technology, like the speed at which technology is coming out? So I mean, uh-huh. like t- TV happened, which, you know, that, that took a couple of generations to set in. And that was after radio, which was out for a while. But now we've gone from like, computers to laptops to the internet to mobile phones and and it's and how things are marketed is wildly different how demographics respond to marketing campaigns is wildly different and so my question to you is is the change in technology making it more difficult for older adults that are established in their careers to respond well, because if they're dismissive of younger people, which I think they can be, I think, you know, working in like big companies and, and seeing how like established career managers would treat a new associates ideas, totally dismissive, whether or not those ideas are good or bad. And sometimes they were, they deserve to be dismissed. But the point is, is that does it make, society less reflexive than it needs to be to keep up with technology
1: uh, I'm not exactly sure I understood the question I'll be honest can you dumb it down
0: sure so technology is moving fast but people live longer than the technology changes so people that keep, are set in their ways and doing things for a long time do you think that older people are listening to young people enough
1: no or, I don't think so I think old people uh, are uh, tend to be stuck um thinking that uh, uh things are still working the way they used to be working cuz the changing technology like the, the like the increase of speed is like really recent. Like if you go back to the 80s most stuff in the 80s worked the way it did in the 50s, you know? But yeah. stuff that was like just And even to the 90s, honestly, too, you know, because the Internet wasn't really, really a thing yet. You know, it was more like a just faster mail for certain files. But the difference between that 30 year period and the 90s to now 30 year period is literally like Mass Effect. It's just we've been sent forward into time. And I think a lot of old people can't handle that. And I, and it's there's nothing to do with it's nothing wrong with their generation. We are gonna have the exact fucking same problem 30 years from now if yeah. if this speed keeps going. Uh because you just see it in the way people do like net neutrality, they don't understand what they're talking about when, when they're talking about it. You know, they, they think it's just like another fucking avenue of I, I didn't even know how to describe it. Like they think it's another postal service. Like we don't need to regulate it. It's like nah, we do, we do, we do, because this is like literally what the lifeblood of the world is now. Internet is more important to countries than a steady source of water. So well, and people,
0: that's that's why that's why people who are driving that conversation are trying to make it easier to be dismissive of net neutrality because they're able to exploit it. Like telecom yeah. companies want to make it as difficult to understand as possible for for people who are going to vote or believe that it's a good idea, um, or a bad idea. Uh, you know, wh- one thing I think that, that doesn't help is that the teen- teenagers as, as a demographic or even thinking about them as a group is a n- totally new phenomenon. It's, it's less than, it's like less than 80 years old. I mean, it wasn't until the 70s that counterculture really spurred that idea on, that teenagers are like a subset of people and, like, 80s teen movies well, really solidified
1: people, that idea. But before... People, people were always... Uh, like, there was always a divide between young and old people, though. There was, but, but the, the young thing is... Young people are disrespectful or stuff like that. No, That's, but... fine writings from a 1,000 years ago, and that was the thing. Yeah,
0: I'm not saying that there wasn't a difference between young and old. What I'm saying is the idea of the teenager being separate from a child and its own distinct class, a, d- a class that you can market products to, a class, oh, yeah,
1: yeah, okay, yeah, I guess,
0: a class of people that has um, their own distinct differences from being younger, just younger kids. That's yeah. all new. And so, like the apprenticeship period was still seen as like kids being apprentices in like the medieval era. And uh, I was reading a book on the Roman period, and they were talking about how um like during during greco-roman culture there still weren't i mean there weren't like teenagers then but there also wasn't uh uh like trends or lifestyle
1: 10 to 20 years old that's insane
0: yeah well they 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 weren't so the idea is i'm
1: I'm, um... I'm, I'm joking
0: i'm joking oh okay i'm in it so you got you got to tell me that
1: no yeah <laughs> i'm yeah, taking, I'm, not... I'm taking everything at face value but yeah then... <laughs> i'm not at my a game today uh I, I i did not sleep last night so i'm I'm a bit comatose <laughs>
0: that's okay that's okay i'm single-minded so that doesn't help but the <laughs> the so uh, greco-roman culture they didn't have their own like hairstyles uh or, or clothing styles or thing that the de- things that defined them part of that was just because you know, clothing was more expensive there wasn't like a fast fashion industry so you couldn't it was very difficult to have a varied wardrobe unless you were filthy rich um, so that, that was part of it but the other part was that while youth would re- wanted to rebel against older adults they were still treated as just children and um, during the medieval period there was an effort to kind of keep it that way which which, for for numerous reasons, part of it was um, like an apprenticeship. Churches would have like kids working for them at the church, and you know, bringing them up under the shadow to shadow priests and stuff, so they could become priests when they became adults. You know, they could learn how to yeah. read. And, yeah, and, little
1: uh, priest apprentices.
0: Right, and and all the things that come with being a priest apprentice. Um,
1: <laughs> but. Uh-huh a lot a lot of a lot of kneeling outside of uh <laughs> outside of the act
0: <laughs> alter boys becoming alter men uh, <laughs> <laughs> no the uh but but it it's more recent that teenagers have an identity as being teenagers and so i i'm the point I'm taking forever to get at and doing a terrible job of is i there may be a genetic thing that has just because it's such a recent concept that people are still kind of getting over it you know what i mean like we've evolved maybe we've evolved to see ourselves this way and to see the different stages of life as being distinct Uh, you know you which is why having a hard date like you know you're an adult at 14 16 18 whatever and that's when you grow up and that's the other thing, is that like during the medieval period and the Greco-Roman period, adulthood happened earlier. For girls, a lot of, in, in, some, in some cases, it was like when they got their first period. For boys, they were seen as men when they became an apprentice.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, like the second you were maturity, you were basically an adult. You're just considered a young adult.
0: Exactly. So it's our definition of adult has changed also to shift around the teenage concept, you know, and I think, I I wrote, I wrote an op-ed several years ago, um, just kind of like a feel-good piece to put in the paper, because I was, I was thinking about this, and my question was, when are we adults? Because it's not 18 anymore, you know, there's a litany of jokes about kids, you know, living with their parents through college, and then after college, and staying on their health care until they're 26, you know, and, (laughs) During that time, I don't think someone who's twenty five still on their parents' health care and living at home feels like an adult either. and it's it's kind of like in in college kind of makes that a holdover from teenager dumb you know you still think that way and live that way. I, I remember I had a I had a, some friends over one time this we were all like 24, 25. and you know I it was a time that I noticed that I felt older than everybody else because we were sitting around, we're playing cards. Um, Sarah and and Evelyn were just kind of hanging out in the other room or maybe they weren't even home. I don't remember, but we were, we were playing cards and we were drinking beer and my one friend like tossed, like he, he drank the beer and he tossed the beer at my sink and I like got mad. I was pissed at him. I was like, dude, this isn't like a frat house, this is my house. Don't throw an empty beer can across the room. Like, go pick it up, drain it and put it in the recycling, please. Like I was mad, <laughs> you know? And, and it's, and I realized in that moment, I was like, oh no, I'm protecting, I'm protecting my house. And like, this is mine. And this is, these are, this is something I pay for. And this is a, a guy who's in his mid twenties but he still views everything very much like he's in college. The experience is very college-like, and we were in the, we were in the same room at the same you know party or you know whatever we we're we we're at the same event, but we were coming at it from two different perspectives. Yeah, I don't know if that made any sense. I don't even know what point I'm trying to make. I guess you know whatever. But
1: <laughs> I was not paying attention at all. Uh... <laughs> I'm not bringing my A game this episode. I'm sorry to the listeners and mostly to you because I don't know if there are anyone who's going to listen to this.
0: No, we we have listeners, so we've launched. You know, to everybody who is listening, we we've launched and we we actually have people listening to us, which I'm I'm very happy about.
1: I feel like at this point in this episode, we would have like a lot of people would have left.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That that is probably the case. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Especially it's, when I realize that we're not we're not going to be solving adulthood at any time soon.
1: <laughs> no, point. we have we have barely been talking about the adulthood of the episode. No, yeah, we talked about parenting. No, that's not true. That's not true. We have been talking about adulthood way more this episode than we normally talk about our subject on their episodes. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. feel like we've been we've had an unprecedented amount of focus this episode. <laughs> and I think a lot of it has to do with me being fairly asleep. <laughs> All right. Well, do you, is there anything else that you want to say? Uh, s- sweet dreams, people. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> no, well, I, I don't have much to add. If good. I was awake, I'd probably have something.
0: No, you know what? Sleep, sleep like an adult. It's what time is it? ten o'clock. Uh,
1: it's yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's twenty-one fifty-eight.
0: Yeah, so this is a very adult time to be going to bed.
1: <laughs> now, this is a very, like, uh, you know, near the grave time to go to bed. I mean, you've got to be at least retired for 20 years before you go to bed at this age. That That is time. not true at all. <laughs> yes, yes, it, it must be true. It must be true because I said it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't lie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Except for about, you know, killing the babies. That's...
1: No, no, I wouldn't lie about that either. I said I don't support it. I just get it. <laughs> it's different. Supporting it and understanding it is not the same thing. How can we turn that into a running joke? <laughs> we will find a way.
0: <laughs> All right, well, thank you, everybody. This has been Moot. Please follow us on Twitter at The Moot Podcast and visit us at The Moot Subreddit.